From the campus of the Southern California University of Health Sciences, welcome DNA Dan, a podcast on genetics, genomics, and the future of genomic medicine. Our host, Professor Dan Handley, will immerse you in the fascinating world of DNA and genomic medicine. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Hi there, I'm Dr. Dan Handley, Professor of Human Genetics and Genomics at Southern California University of Health Sciences. In the last episode on the so-called Central Dogma of Molecular Biology, I described information flow from DNA to RNA to amino acid sequences that make up proteins. Now, a little more about proteins. Proteins are the workhorses of the body. You can think of all the many different functions different proteins perform. Many are structural components and provide structure to cells and organs, even our skin, nails, and hair. Some are involved in not only the structure of muscles, but make them contract and relax. Other proteins act as messengers, sending signals from cell to cell from one part of the body to another. Some form antibodies and other parts of the immune system. Some act as enzymes, being involved in various aspects of metabolism. Specific proteins also act as carriers, carrying molecules around the body and in and out of cells. Many proteins are involved with regulating transcription and carrying out transcription of more proteins. There are at least a couple thousand separate proteins known to be involved in the regulation of the expression of genes. What I've mentioned isn't even a complete list of all the kinds of things proteins do in our bodies. Importantly, the types of proteins that make up cells determine the kind of cells they are. Many share a number of types of proteins, but a great many proteins are unique to each cell type. For instance, the proteins that make up muscle cells are by and large different from the ones that make up neurons, and in turn different from those in skin cells. This helps explain why there needs to be hundreds of thousands of different types and configurations of proteins to make up and operate the human body. However, by last count, the number of protein-coding genes in the human genome is around 20,000 or so. How then can these 20,000-some genes produce over 100,000 different proteins? Well, this is where nature, the mad scientist, comes in. Previously, I mentioned that the genes that code for proteins are transcribed by messenger RNA. To give a little more detail, not all the messenger RNA that is transcribed is necessarily translated into amino acid chains. Actually, it's a bit more involved than that. Many, if not most, human protein-coding genes consist of areas that will be translated, or in other words, expressed, and others that are transcribed but not translated. The expressed regions are called exons, expressed exons, which is an easy way to remember what they are. The non-expressed regions in between them are called introns. They're in between. So, when a gene is first transcribed, the messenger RNA is actually called precursor messenger RNA. Enzymes come in and snip the precursor messenger RNA between the exons and introns. 
the exons combine to form the mature messenger RNA that will then be translated into an amino acid chain. Now here's where that 100,000 plus proteins can be made from about 20,000 protein coding genes. A protein coding gene may have one, a few, or dozens of exons. The exons don't necessarily have to be spliced together in their original order. In fact, exons can be mixed and matched, and some may be even left out. This process is known as alternative splicing. And so this is how a single protein coding gene can end up producing a great variety of different mature messenger RNAs. In turn, these messenger RNAs may produce amino acid chains that are completely different in nature and fold in separate ways to produce completely different structured proteins. And now you know the basis behind correcting a common myth. That myth, namely, is that one gene produces one protein. Obviously, it's not that simple. One gene can produce many, even dozens of different proteins. That complicates things immensely for researchers studying genetics and the proteins produced by genes. But it also highlights how nature, the mad scientist, economizes by making multiple proteins out of the same gene. Yes, there are a lot of weird things that go on in human genetics and genomics. So stay tuned for further episodes because things get a lot, lot weirder. This has been a production of the Southern California University of Health Sciences, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. The opinions stated here are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Southern California University of Health Sciences.